Welcome to the Future You YouTube sessions. Today's guest is Tanya Mimi. She's a typical slasher with many jobs, interests and income streams. She believes that the future of work is income generation and on her website, slashercareer.com, she helps many people start their income streams. She is an expert in blogging, traffic generation, monetization, e-commerce and any kind of online business. Welcome, Tanya. Hello, thanks for having me. So you started your first income stream with a blog, is that right? Yes. Yeah. So what was it and how did you create an income stream from it? So this was uh, a blog called Lucky Attitude and I started it in, it's in 2013, um, uh, really on a whim uh, because back then I felt really creatively stuck in my tedious job. So I needed something where I could self-express myself uh, in. So blog was the perfect outlet. I didn't really start it to make money, but so it happened that it became the first millennial blog in the UK. So I kind of accidentally became the voice of millennial generation in the UK, which means I got attention from national press, uh, Guardian, BBC, uh, Grazia magazine, uh, Forbes. So I, I, was, I got featured in a lot of um, news outlets. I was invited to speak at the radio, so Women's Hour and BBC. So it kind of took off from there. So my first income stream from my first blog, Lucky Attitude, was indirect. So I started because of the attention I got from national press. I was invited to run workshops and help different generations to understand themselves better in the workplace. So first it was um, public speaking, then it was these workshops, and then again, the third indirect income streams stream was when I started getting offers to uh, become an SEO copywriter. And that's a very unique skill set that not many people have. So it's basically somebody who writes in a very engaging way, but also writes in a way that will get on the first page of Google. So within maybe first four years of blogging, I had about four income streams, but there's a big, but the first two years I didn't make any money. So when people come in and be like, I want to stop blogging and I've heard that they make a lot of money, then if you don't really care what you do or you're not really passionate about it, you're going to probably give up in the first six months because you know, you're not going to see traffic, you're not going to see money, nothing, nothing will come your way, so you kind of give up. So it's important to be there for the, for the right reasons and not just for money. I also make money through ads. And that's a direct um, because it's on the blog. Also, it's great because it's passive. So basically, once you have traffic, you put um, ads on your pages uh, and money is ticking in because the traffic comes in and you don't really have to do much. Then I have brand sponsorships and I have sponsored posts. So that's all direct. And Slasher Career, which is the blog we're talking about today, the business model behind that is affiliate. So I um, teach people how to do stuff and I referred them to courses and tools that will help them and get commission from the, the companies that I refer people to. Ah, uh, makes sense, yeah. You mentioned affiliate links, actually. Uh, would you mind explaining what that means in case people don't understand? Do you know a site called moneysupermarket.com? Yeah. So that's an affiliate. So they're a comparison site. Mm -hmm. um, they are not selling those products they compare on their website. Mm -hmm. However, they help people to make a best choice for them. So they list gas and water providers in the UK. They list them, they rate them, they show them by price so that people can help, uh, help people to buy. Now, mm -hmm. when the person goes on the site and picks one, 
they get referred to the actual provider, they buy from them, then Money Supermarket will get a commission because they referred that customer. Yeah. Um, so th this is the business model. But, yeah. but if you are a blogger, for example, and, and I'm a, my, my business model is affiliate as well, but I am not, com it's not a comparison site. It's, um, it's a mindset, it's an idea site, but there are tools and resources attached that help, can help people. And if, if a person will buy what I'm recommending or sign up to something, then again, I get a commission because I referred that customer. So you're basically a content creator. You're an ideas person, but you don't have to create a services of products. So yeah. it's, it's a good and bad. It's a good way to start because you can, you can concentrate on helping people and putting out good content. Mm -hmm. But long term, I would like to have some sort of um, tool or service, a product attached to my brand as well. Um, so why would you say it's important to have more than one income stream? Actually, they say that m an average millionaire has seven income streams, which is um, quite interesting because you would think that, you know, millionaires are usually business owners and, mm. and probably majority of the money comes from business, but actually it's not like that. People try to, as soon as they become a little bit more wealthy they start diversifying right away because it's just not smart to have all your livelihood depend on one income so i i just personally think it's smart to have um more than one income streams but i also think that a lot of people have more than one interests but for the very long time they have tried to narrow themselves to this one thing thinking that it's wrong to do more it's wrong to be like doing one thing from monday to thursday and then do totally different things from Thursday to Saturday. So it's actually better for your mental well-being if creativity and doing many things is something that you're into, but it's also good for your wallet. So there's two things to multiplying your income streams, which is why I do it. So what has having these multiple incomes allowed you to do? So many things. So more money, more freedom, more power, dignity. By dignity, again, I, I mean that I have the final say of how my day is rolled out. So I set the rules and employer either, I guess I say employer because I, um, I, I'm still employed uh, by an agency two times a week. And I, I'm not one of those people who think that employment sucks or like, oh, we should all be entrepreneurs. I don't think so. So there, there will be always people who want to start something on the side. And even if it takes off, they will still like to keep getting a steady paycheck from someone. And it's absolutely fine. That's what I'm doing at the moment as well. But it has allowed me, kind of empowered me to set my own day rate, set my own requirements, how I want to work, how many days a week. And it has all been met by companies because I'm bringing a skill set that is very difficult to find in other people. But actually, most importantly, why it's also empowering is that I can pick companies that I want to work with. So I don't go for any kind of company that I don't believe in. I can really choose that. There's a lot of good things that comes from having many income streams. Have you enjoyed your time going through all that? Oh, it's so much exciting because you always have to think like, where do I want to take my brand now? What should I say? What should I try? So for example, at the moment, I'm engaging on different niche communities. Reddit has a really cool community called Anti-Work and it's, and it's called Anti-Work unemployment for everyone not just the rich oh, i just yeah. love it it's just so yeah, silly. Really interesting. <laughs> it's just so silly and funny isn't it yeah, but yeah i guess the topics that they bring up there is um are very interesting and they kind of open open your eyes 
and it's also a good way to um, talk about what you're doing and as such getting traffic to your business so basically trying different things and thinking okay where should i go how, what should i do to get attention to get traffic i'm also going to pitch myself my story to podcasts soon because i think it's quite new unique thinking at least in the in the uk so i guess what, what i'm trying to say is that you can you can experiment you can try you can have fun you can figure out on the way what works uh, but if you work for somebody else then you're really restricted right it's like they tell you what to do and you have to do it yeah so what would you suggest for someone who wants to take their first step towards starting their side hustle or their startup what would you say for their first step what i would suggest is start small don't quit your day job don't quit until you make enough money to live on that money consistently not just like oh i made um, 2k this month i should leave a job well but if you made 800 last month then it's not a consistent income yet right so you have to stay on your job a little bit longer another thing i would also say is find your tribe online, uh, go to meetups, find people who get you, who do the same thing. Because I personally found that all my friends work steady full-time jobs. And, and when I meet them, they're like, oh, I got a pay rise. My boss told me I'm so good. And I'm just really not impressed by that. And I just found myself being very bored in those situations and companies. So I went out and seeked uh, new types of friendships from meetups and, and so on. So now I have like WhatsApp group and it, when I get an idea or I wanna run something by people and we support each other on WhatsApp. So it's like my tribe, my community, people who get me. So I, when I feel lonely and lost because nobody else gets me, I can always go to them. And I've made some amazing friends actually through meetups. Yeah, and do you mean meetups as in the website meetups? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's a web website called Meetup and uh, they host a lot of events in, in actual physical space. Yeah. Um, and they're usually free or very cheap. So it's a, it's a good, good way of meeting people who are basically like you. Yeah. So I would really recommend that if you start out because you might feel a bit lonely and not sure why you're doing it. You know, like you have a full-time job and then it's weekend or Sunday and your friends go and, and have fun in the park, but actually you go to a cafe to work on your side hustle. And then you feel like, oh you know you, you don't always feel that, that you want to do it yeah and another thing is because there's no uh, nobody's saying how awesome you are or that your writing or whatever you're doing is awesome then you, you you start questioning whether what you're doing is the right thing so what's going to help there is that tribe that people who do the same thing so you don't feel alone and you can check out with them meet up with them and you kind of create this good circle of friends another thing actually I would also recommend if, if you're building your business on the side from the full-time job to maybe block out Sunday or Saturday and go and work from coffee shops as opposed to home. It yeah. just creates a totally different environment. You're still surrounded by people. They all kind of look interesting. There's good smells. Coffee's nice. It kind of gives you buzz and energizes you. Also nice coffee shop music. So it's very different from working from home, which creates this feeling of like, oh, life sucks. There's no space. I live here. I do everything here. So get out, um, get out, you know. And then it creates this feeling of like it's a treat because you buy yourself a nice coffee. You buy yourself nice um, cake. So your, your brain will soon start associating working with actually nice things alongside it. So I re definitely recommend that then you're not at home, you're getting exactly. distracted. Exactly, exactly. Take yourself out. 
it can be difficult to work on your side projects on the weekend after mm -hmm. work. But for example, what I found is that Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm still quite rested, even after work. So if possible, do your side project stuff whenever you have more energy. Some people just wake up extra early and do that before work. Anything that you know your energy levels and, and don't push yourself um, to just constantly do, even if you're, you're really tired, because then you start hating what you do. Um, so, so, so pick your hours, pick your time. But the coffee shop is really cool. Do you find it hard to stay focused? Do you have days when you're just procrastinating, you know, because it's stuff you're doing, you're not doing for other people? Or do you find, because it's your passion, you just love it and just get on with it? Uh, I didn't have that at all when I first started because my drive to improve my writing was just mm. so strong. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I need to be really good at writing. Um, so, so that gave me that. But now... Now I have it more. With, I think with age, you just um, you just become a little bit more comfortable, and you're a bit like, oh, god, can we just chill and be and do nothing? <laughs> so it's a bit age thing as well. But um, yeah, I just find if I have a whole day off, I'm a bit better at focusing. You know, towards the end of the week, you you can have full time job, and you can just be a bit too tired, yeah. and it's more difficult to focus maybe then. Yeah. What would you suggest for someone who wants to get more people to their blog? So pick maybe two to three social media platforms that you yourself enjoy and understand, but also think whether your actual audience lives there. So a lot of people spend a lot of time on Pinterest, for example, uh, whereas I, I maybe wouldn't, but maybe I should if my target audience is there. So don't overwhelm yourself with too many social media platforms because then you feel like you can't give your all attention to the platform, but pick the ones that you uh, use yourself, you like, and your target audience uses. Publish content regularly. Make sure your content is this good that people will actually comment, share, like. So, so try to say things that are a bit out of place or a bit different than other people in your industry are saying, because that will draws attention to your brand. And um, so social media is good to build uh, the tribe, if you like. And, and if they like you, they'll go and check out your site. Another thing is obviously what I would actually recommend is that if you have something interesting to say, pitch yourself to be a guest on podcasts or, uh, or radio or TV if you have something really amazing to say. Uh, but podcasts should be easy because they are run by peers like you and uh, some of them already has a massive following. So, so just get yourself out there. And another thing is writing in a way that your article will rank for that topic you're talking about. So let's say you are selling uh, holistic health coaching with nutrition at its core and you write an article about similar thing and you know that when people type that in and they type that in maybe a thousand times a month, that's thousands potential people on your site. If your article for that particular topic could be on the first page of Google when people search for it, then you'll get a very targeted, very good quality traffic because you know that when people come, that's exactly what they wanted to find. So that's a skill in itself to write for search engines. Um, and that's something that I'm quite good at. And that's something that I'm teaching people as well. So I, I recently wrote an article, how to, how to get consistent traffic to your blog without 
actively promoting it. Mm -hmm. So if uh, anyone wants to read how to do that, I have a blog about that on slashercareer.com. So I would really recommend looking into that and learning a bit about SEO content writing. But of course, there are other bloggers who don't care about SEO. Their target audience are maybe brands who would send them clothes. So they're those Instagram influencers who may not even have so many of their own audience on their website. Maybe they even don't have a website. But what they're doing is that they're creating impression as if they're very popular and brands seeing it and without doing much research, paying them to advertise their product on, on their you know, Instagram posts. I'm not sure about that business model because a it doesn't it's not set up in the real value. It's yeah. short lived, yeah. You know, on Instagram, and you can lose all your followers, but you don't really have the followers of your own mm. um, because you don't have a website, you don't have an email list, yeah. You don't own your audience. It's kind of just somewhere on Instagram cloud, mm. um, and it's just fake. So people like that, they don't need to care about SEO. They just need to care about impressing brands. So you mentioned about email lists. How important is it having an email list, do you think, with regards to your website? Oh, it's absolutely crucial. Now, the new trend is that people don't um, post any content on the website. They say that all my content will be in the email. So you have to sign up to me if you want to get my content. And I think it's quite genius way of getting people. And maybe it's easier for people who already have a, a big name. So if Mark Zuckerberg will do that, a lot of people will sign up. So it's extremely important for so many reasons because you can't rely on social media to give you traffic because things change, social media challenges appear, algorithms change. So that's one thing. It's a, it's a great way to build your brand so people know you. So for example, if you say, guys, I'm leaving, I'm leaving Instagram, if you want to still be in touch, go there, sign up to my email list. So, so it's obviously good because you have some kind of tribe. Again, you can't always rely on search engine traffic because they change uh, search algorithm as well. So you might be ranking for your keyword at the moment, but that might change in three months because um, Google can change the algorithm. So again, you can't rely on getting traffic only from Google. Mm -hmm. um, another thing is that I mean, you always have an option to advertise your content, but again, you have to be very good at it in order to make it profitable. And not many people have an extra money to advertise their content. So now it boils down to what is that something that you will always own and you will always own your own email list. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect way to stay in touch with people because they have given you permission to email them directly. And that's the biggest, the best thing that somebody can tell you is like, hey, I want to be friends with you. You can email me directly because you know when you see somebody you like and you follow them on social media, that's just a first step of getting to know them. Now that you know them through social media because you like what they do, you'll be like, okay, I want to take the relationship further. And then you sign up to the email list so that they can send you email directly. And that's that's like almost the biggest compliment somebody can give you is give you their email address. Because it's in other ways it's saying, hey, uh, I'm, I, I love you so much. I don't mind you sending me your offers because they're amazing or your content because they're amazing. What things could you do to build your email list? Well, I think very good thing for people who are already big brands is to use their email list to actually send content that they wouldn't publish online because it's really useful. So in order to get a really useful information, you have to 
sign up. Another thing to get people to sign up uh, is offer them something by email that they can't get on your website. So for example, you can offer them one-on-one -on -one free advice on anything or coaching. Uh, give them a reason to join you. Mm -hmm. Um, and build relationship via email. So send them, um, educate them without asking anything in return. You know, you don't always have to sell yourself on, on via email or anywhere. It's about showing you how good you are at your job. So people come to you when they need you. Uh, so you nudge them. They nudge them on, on email. And it's a perfect way because much more people open their emails than people, you know, you, you can very easily get lost on social media feeds. Whereas it's harder to get lost on people's emails, especially if email comes from somebody that they want to get emails from. So in order to grow your email list, uh, I would suggest to offer your people something that they want to do, but offer them for free. Mm -hmm. And if people want to get in touch with you to ask you more questions, what's the best way to get in contact with you? And the only way to contact me is to uh, sign up to my email list. In that way, I'm going to send you e emails and you can reply to those emails. Um, and by doing that, you also get an access to my free ebook where I explain how I started um, my first blog, um, how I monetized it, all my five different income streams at the moment, what they are. So a lot of kind of useful skills. And also there's a kind of test that you can do at the end that asks you different questions about what you enjoy doing, what are you Googling in the evening, that helps you to understand what is the side hustle that will suit your personality. So it's a nice little ebook as well that you can get for free if you sign up. Great, definitely a great thing to be thinking about having different income streams at this point in our lives. So thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you, Michelle, for inviting me.